0: now listening to the Charity Church Podcast. Well, hello once again, it's Pastor Marty and Tommy D. And we are here with the Post Sermon Podcast as we review this past week's sermon and uh, just talk through it, maybe go a little bit different route than than was happening on Sunday. But Tom, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. I feel like I have a good grasp of what AI is now. Do you? Well, listen, before we get into that, I just got to say, you've got a cute, cute granddaughter. My and man. you did a fantastic job doing that baby dedication. You didn't even cry. I, how did you do that?
1: I think I was so nervous. I don't know <laughs> what that was about. It, I mean, you've dedicated so many of your grandkids, all of them, but I mean- No, I didn't like, get to dedicate Adelaide. Oh. So- but, I mean, I don't know if it's this way for you. Like, I don't get nervous, per se, when you get up and you talk in front of people. I was so
0: nervous. Yeah. <laughs> to,
1: to do that. I was like, what is going on? But
0: I will say you did a great job. Thanks, I, I couldn't tell that you were nervous other than maybe just a little bit, but, oh, I, just love but that I think kid. anytime you feel, well, you had a ton. How many family members did y'all have here? Well, we definitely boosted attendance. Yes, you Sunday. did. Yeah. Gosh. I think anytime you have that many people, there's, there's always a certain level of pressure yeah. that we put upon ourselves. And so, uh, but no, it was great. It was beautiful. Thank you. It was sweet. And, uh, and I, I was, I loved it. I loved it. But yeah. It was a great time. So, we are in uh, week number two of artificial intelligence, this series on AI. And uh, you're learning more, you said, eh? Yeah. I mean, I still didn't do
1: anything this week other than you, Siri. So, I'm not putting it. In <laughs> Wait, the, you didn't that, use the
0: chat GPT that I talked about the other day. You know what I, I did. told you to use I, that.
1: I, it gave me a workout yeah. to do at home.
0: I've actually told people that you yep. did that.
1: It, it was unbelievable. <laughs> I, I literally typed in, I need an at home hit workout. And, instantaneously it just spit it out and that's what i did so
0: and so uh are, were you sore absolutely and no, then it worked it then did it worked. work yeah so this week we uh, just continued our journey um we were in luke chapter 18 once again and uh and in doing so we we kind of got down to a question that was asked by a man who's been traditionally known as the rich young ruler It's a story that appears in three out of four of the Gospels. We call them the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And um, they they carry similar stories, similar uh, events of the life of Jesus. And this is one that they all opted to put in there. And uh, the question that was raised, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And I think that is the age-old question that mankind has been asking for Millennium. Well, I agree with you when you
1: said that if you truly believe that there's something that happens after we take our last breath here, that's the most important question any of us could ever ask. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So. And, and uh, you could go through the list of, of the different world religions and what is one common theme that all of them have outside of Christianity? Works. Yeah. Like what, what you do. It's all about what you do. That's right. It's all about how you perform. It's all about how religious you can become. That's right. And um, some would say that you've got, uh, you know, even some uh, would would say you can do all the things that are prescribed in the religion. And when you get down to the end, you still don't you know. Don't, yeah. That's, that would be a terrible way to live life. It would be a terrible way to live. And, and with it being such a huge question, um, why wouldn't God make it abundantly clear? Mm-hmm. Yep, I, I just like,
1: like how you set that up. That yeah, you know, what what is the word you use that would have been if God did that and and then said good luck trying to figure it out? Yeah, that I don't know what word I used. I don't remember either. But it was spot on. <laughs> Thankfully, He did give us the answer, and and that's the thing about Christianity. It's not what we do; it's what's been done. Yeah,
0: and so in in this story, which is a great story, it is, it's one of my. Uh, favorites, interactions, because it does get really to the heart of the matter. That's right. No pun intended. He gets right down to the heart of the matter. And um, and so I, I think that with it being such an important question, Jesus wants us to understand the answer to that question. And so a ruler um, asked him, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And, uh, you know, some even speculated this guy was possibly trying to trap Jesus because there were two different bodies of, of religious authorities. They were the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they were so sad. You see, you see, and you know why they were sad? Because they were trying to do it on their own. Nope. Wow. Maybe I'm about to teach you something. I don't know. The Sadducees did not believe in the resurrection. They held to only the first five books of the law. That's all they did. And, and, and the resurrection is not mentioned Mm -hmm. in there. And so they would only hold to those where the Pharisees took the whole body of Mm -hmm. old Testament scriptures and studied those. So the Sadducees, they were sad because they didn't believe in a resurrection. They had no hope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They had no hope. And so these two schools of, of thought were kind of, they had some combative moments, you know. And so some speculated that this guy was trying to trap Jesus into taking sides between the Pharisees hmm. and the Sadducees by saying, what must I do to inherit a li- eternal life? So maybe Jesus was going to talk about the resurrection. And it was going to set them uh, one apart from the other. Um, but it is the most important question anyone can ask. That's right. And, and we should ask it. We should wrestle with that. Well, I was just thinking because when Jesus uh,
1: had this interaction with the rich young ruler and he and he listed off some of the commandments, you know, don't murder, don't uh, commit adultery. Um, and he listed off these things and the the ruler said, well, I've I've kept all those commandments, but this would have been after Jesus had already raised the bar. Yeah. Right. Um, Yeah. On the, on the Sermon Sermon on the Mount where he said, but I say, if you, if you hate somebody, you've committed murder in your heart. If you Mm -hmm. look lustfully uh, on somebody where you've committed adultery and, whoa. Yeah. So this is after that teaching. So if the guy was being really honest, he would not have been able to answer. I've
0: done all those things. Yeah. But just like many others, their their belief in being right with god is all about external actions mm-hmm. because it's such a works based system that they that they're caught up in and yeah he does lift all, list off 5 of the 10 commandments he says do not commit adultery that's number do you know which number that is in the Ten Commandments? No, sir. It's number seven. Um, do not murder. Do you know which number that one nope. is? I'm it's showing one of the my, ten. I'm showing my knowledge right now. Um, He's I'm, flexing. Boasting, I'm boasting in my <laughs> knowledge. Uh, do not murder is number six. Um, do not steal. Uh, i'm going with eight it is number eight, eight. good job i just dude, know these no. are the
1: second half i and do then, know that
0: and then do not bear false witness is oh, we're gonna go with nine it is number nine honor your father and your mother
1: <laughs> yeah, number 10 who's flexing nope, out Dang it's it. not
0: it's not it was number five. whole oh. it was number five number 10 is you shall not covet mm. and he didn't go there but i so,
1: did know that they were in the second half <laughs> where it's talking about how you relate neighborly
0: yeah and I and when we're off the the podcast, I will show you how I memorize it. It's it's more simplistic than good because I'm not that I'm smart. I'm man. really not that smart. Thanks uh, for I learned it when I was like eight that. years old, and I've never forgotten it. And so, uh, but he gives off these five Ten Commandments, and every one of these, every one of these, are talking about how to be neighborly. That's right. How to treat your neighbor, which is another place that Jesus. You know, had interaction with religious rulers or with religious leaders, and they asked him, who then is my neighbor, right? Mm-hmm. And he went into the story of the yeah. Good Samaritan.
1: Again, I think that was one of the examples where they were trying to trap him yeah. or trick
0: him. Oh, yeah. For it never sure. worked out well when people God. tried to trap Jesus. Oh, way too wise for that. Way too wise. And so... uh whenever Jesus heard him say that, he says, so why do you call me good? Which I think that Mm -hmm. was an interesting uh, little interaction there. He says, no one's good, but God alone. And so Jesus was making the connection between himself and God. Um, And, you know, people would, would discount that Jesus ever claimed to be God, but in many subtle ways like this, he often did. And then he did come right out and say, I and my father are one. But um, so the guy said, all of these, I have kept from my youth. And you know, I believe he's speaking in the presence of a good teacher, the good rabbi. I think he really He was being genuine. I think he was being genuine. Yeah. I think he was. He was probably raised in a good solid Jewish home. And uh he, he did have a good relationship with people. He was morally astute. He was a he was a good little Jewish boy. And so uh, you know, Jesus gives this little um interaction and in Matthew's account he adds that um love your neighbor as yourself so is what it is is he said all these things I've kept from. My youth, and before that, you know, Jesus lists all these other things. And I think it's in Matthew that he says, Love your neighbor as yourself, as, as a little extra on there. Um, but Jesus was actually in this conversation, he was laying the foundation for what would ultimately show the man that in practical terms, he had not loved his neighbor or would not be willing to love his neighbor because he was about to set him up to, to reveal something about his heart. And that's where Jesus always gets us
1: absolutely so and for this guy it was his money yep right it was but you asked a a great question and um you know for for you maybe it's your money for you maybe it's your job and you you gave a lot of practical things that we can kind of hang our hat on um and if we're not careful, they become idols. Mm-hmm. And so the question is, what idol uh, do we have, a personal question for each of us, that hinders us from becoming a fully devoted follower of
0: Jesus? Oh, yeah. Because Jesus looked at him and says, there's one thing you still lack. Like. One thing you still lack. Like. I gulped. Uh, you know, I was thinking about this, and I didn't mention this on Sunday, but I would like to stand before Jesus and... <clears throat> and 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 if he was going to list the things that i lacked i wish it would just be one thing <laughs> oh man <laughs> you know yes um but 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 it wasn't that he was he had done he was perfect except for one thing what jesus was saying is that there is there's something that in all of your christian activity and all of your religious service and all of the way that you're treating all these either these other people there is something lacking there's one thing lacking in all of those. Sure you're taking out the trash, sure you're being obedient, but there's something missing. There's something missing. There's something that you're lacking in all of those things that you are doing. This is an area that you are deficient in. And what was it for him? Yeah. It was his money. It, well, it was his it, yeah, it was his money, but it was his heart. Yeah. Right? So uh, my, I, you know, Meaning, he
1: was unwilling to let go of uh, control of his money. Yeah, right. I mean, I guess that's where he found his security mm-hmm. and his and his stuff, his possessions, not in Christ alone. Yeah, and, and you know, we sing uh, even this Sunday. We sang that uh, Christ is my reward. You're you're all I need. And there's times where I, even when I'm singing the lyrics of that song, I, I wrestle with. It's easy to say, but is that true? It's difficult to do. Correct.
0: Yeah, right. Because, again, we get so caught up in the the actions. What can people see? And and we live in such a visual society now Mm -hmm. that everything we do is seen. Sure. Is it not? It is. I mean it's well, they say that we're on camera like eighty-five, ninety percent of the time. Oh yeah. And a lot of those are selfie cameras. Right. <laughs> so true. I mean, mm-hmm. it is. We want everybody to see all that we're doing, self-promoting and all of those kinds of things. And and Jesus is saying, All of that, all of that's fine and good. I want you to be neighborly. I mm-hmm. want you to love your neighbor as yourself. But in doing so, I want your heart to be in it. And so he says if you're if you're as neighborly as you think you are, let me get you to do this. go sell everything you have and give it to the poor and then come follow me well, and I like how you set that um how you kind of
1: dug down in that because maybe that's just one of those things I've just read over you said now I'm not asking you to sell all your stuff and invest it in you know your retirement accounts right. so I'm not don't go sell your stuff and and leave it to your kids as an as an inheritance I want you to what you said, be neighborly, mm-hmm. give it
0: away to those who are in need. Yeah. Sell it and give it to the poor, give it to the needy. And uh, man, I, I just, I, I had to ask myself and I still ask myself, and I, you know, I'm a, I'm a Christ follower. I am a, I'm a, I'm a Christian. And I think that when you get into passages like this, um, it's very easy for us to fall into a workspace salvation okay but but the heart the heart was there i mean the heart was lacking is what jesus was pointing out you think that you've got you've done all of these things but you're doing these things with without heart being in it you're mm-hmm. you're not fully obedient in everything so when we get into like the christian faith when we are a christ follower and we we want everything we want all of our actions to flow from a heart of obedience, but it doesn't always do that, right? No, it does not.
1: But I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I've just here recently in the last you know few weeks, I had even before this message, I was examining even in my own life, what is it that I look forward to the most? Uh, what is it that's taking the the majority of my time? Um, and I had to make some changes even in my own life mm-hmm. because I it's very easy to have things creep up and become an, an idol. Yeah. To go from a healthy thing to unhealthy.
0: Oh, my goodness. It, it's kind of scary how fast that can happen. It, it can happen so quickly. And when he's telling him, sell all that you have, give it to the poor, and follow me, the problem that this young, successful man was having was his loyalty was to his wealth and not mm-hmm. to Jesus. That's right. Now, I think I want to believe... Because I want to believe that if Jesus ever told me that, that I would do it. I would. I. I. I want to believe that I would do that. You know, I gave the example of our missionary down in uh, Guatemala. Oh. Somebody. Somebody stopped
1: me. Oh yeah, I've met him. Uh, somebody stopped me in the hallway and said, "Which one of these people are or who he was talking about?" Yeah, and I, and I pointed to the Mark. picture. I said, "That's
0: that's the family right there." Fantastic guy, and he literally. Uh, I can't remember if he showed me pictures, but he was, when Sean and I were down there, he was showing us or telling us about what his view is like from his back deck in the Poconos in the Poconos. Yeah. Probably hard to beat. Oh, but yet God said, sell it all. Mm-hmm. Basically sell it all, give to the poor and follow me to Guatemala. And he did that. And is doing that to this day. And, uh, you know, so his heart, was there, and I would have, I would like to believe that mine is too, um, but what Jesus was doing, he was just revealing where his loyalty was. Um, and again, you know, I don't think that this is a prescriptive thing for everybody to do, but I think that it would be wise for us to all visit that question and go: Where do my true loyalties lie? Is it in my stuff? Is it in? I think sometimes it's in family, mm-hmm. you know. I think it sometimes is in career. It's in it's in success. It's in whatever. Um, is that where my loyalties lie, or am I really loyal to Jesus? But this man's obedience lacks something that mattered most to Jesus, and it's that his heart was not there. And Jesus wants our heart.
1: Well. One of the, the good assurances that you gave us is that, you know, for those of us, if you're willing to surrender, if you're willing to give it all and follow him, that a tremendous reward awaits us. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of cool. After I pointed out the picture to the person who asked me, yeah. the person kind of grinned and they said, but you know, I bet he's experienced some riches Um that you and I can't even fathom, just oh, as yeah. a, a result of that obedience. No doubt you know? about it. So,
0: and when you go there and visit him, and one of these days, I'm sure we're going to be able to take a a team down there. we tried to take one last year, but we just didn't get enough. Um, but when you get there, you'll realize that that man is full of joy. Joy, yeah, joyful. So full, full of joy. joy. Yep, absolutely. He doesn't regret that decision. Not at all. Not not no indication of that whatsoever. And so, uh, you know, and Jesus. You just wants us to know that following him wholeheartedly like that is absolutely worth it. It's worth every sacrifice we will ever make for him.
1: So do you want to share where you, I mean, what is it that anything in your life that keeps you from fully, wholly uh, devoted to following Jesus? Is there something that you?
0: Do you want me to confess that? <laughs> I know that there are things that I constantly battle against. That you have to <clears throat> intentionally keep in check. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There there are things. And and uh, you know, I I like stuff. Sure. You know, I like stuff. I like to buy stuff. I like to buy nice stuff. And um and so when it comes to um how I leverage what God has given me, the resources that God's given me, I constantly have to ask myself, am I leveraging my my resources for the kingdom. Um, I think God does allow for us to use our wealth and our sure. resources for our own pleasure and, and enjoyment. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And and just so everybody's clear, there is, yeah. There,
1: and I love that you you're clear from stage on that. There's nothing wrong with, no, wrong nice with that stuff. It's yeah. just as long as your stuff does not have you. And that's what I always want to Keep in check. Make sure that I keep that in check. Like if God said, give this away, I'm not
0: so attached to it that I wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know how personal I should get, you know, for those of you on the podcast, you're getting a little, listen to something I'd probably never share on a Sunday morning that I would, unless the Holy Spirit just told me to in that moment. But I make sure that my giving is the highest percentage thing Mm -hmm. in my budget. That's right. So the 10%, that's been out the window for us for a long, long time. Um, but what we give is the highest percentage item in our budget. Meaning
1: like your giving is going to, it's going to trump your mortgage. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, that's healthy. Yeah. yeah. And so I uh, haven't always done that, but God just, as I battled that and as God has just blessed us even more financially, I always wanted to make sure that that was- sure. An area that I kept in check yeah. constantly. So that's one of them. Um, the thing that would hold me back if God were to call me somewhere, you know, I've got grandkids now. And I I always have to do a heart search on that. Say, mm. God, if you called me somewhere else to take me away from these kiddos. Yeah. Poof. How how well would I handle that? And I want to believe that I would be obedient, you know? And uh but I think we all need to be asking ourselves those types of questions to make sure that our stuff doesn't have us or any other loyalties, those things don't have us um, more obligated to them than we are to um, Christ. That's good. Yeah.
1: Well, maybe we can all put that into practice and then all of a sudden, like some of us like, Tommy, why'd you...
0: I hesitate yeah. telling that. But, no, I think that's a but, healthy but I think thing, it's, though. Yeah, I think
1: this is why I live in a 250 square foot house.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But no, I think we have to constantly and everybody has their method. It may not be for you to do that. But for me, it was when you look at your budget, what's the highest percentage? Okay, what's the what's the thing your your resources are going to the most? Is it self pleasure, you know, and your 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 comforts and conveniences Mm -hmm. or are you really using and leveraging your wealth for the kingdom of God? And so, uh, but hey, listen, we got another week coming up of uh, AI. And this week we're going to be looking at the question I forget exactly how I worded it, but um, greatness. What is greatness? What is greatness? And another story that's told multiple times in the Gospels. Um, and we're going to look at the story of Jesus' interaction with the little ones, with the little ones. And I thought that would be a neat one because it's Father's Day also. Be good. Right?
1: Yep so hey if you're a dad make sure you make it a priority this week to have your family in
0: church yeah tell your tell the dads that you know to be here yep. we're gonna we're gonna treat them a little extra special we're gonna be giving away some gift cards oh yeah yeah so excited That's about a little that. extra incentive
1: but That's the best it. the best incentive is just to have your kids where they need to be Yeah, and lead. you be
0: that example amen lead, lead that example so that'll be this coming sunday so god bless you thanks for listening